0: I think I need another cheeseburger.
1: All right, so tell me how this goes, Murray. You're, uh, you're you're waiting at a Wawa and... Uh, no. You're waiting. No. You got a I'm number. I'm working. And- I
2: don't care anymore. I'm working. I'm a delivery guy, okay? It's what I do. I deliver shit. Mm-hmm. I deliver something to this car dealership. And in the middle of the parking lot, you know how big car dealership parking lots are. the middle of car dealership parking lot, there's a guy. He's wearing long sleeves, long pants. It's 68 degrees outside. He's got knee pads on under his <laughs> sweatpants. And he's sitting in a lawn chair, again, in the middle of a parking lot. So I got to pull up. And I pretty much get the bumper right up on him because that's where I got to deliver to. And I get out, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And it takes him a second. I deliver. I come back. He's like, whew. It's a disaster out here, huh? And I thought he was being ironic about the weather. I was like, yeah, pretty terrible weather we're having. <laughs> I'll see you later. He's like, no, I'm talking about the economy. I'm like, I actually looked over my shoulder to see if he was speaking to someone else. Like, oh, you're you're addressing me with this economy bullshit in the middle of a parking lot while you sit in a fucking lawn chair? I just said, uh, nah, you know, I think it'll come back pretty quick. People own their houses now. It's not like 2008. He's like, yeah, but they're going to be making us wear masks again soon, aren't they? Ah, I don't think so, champ. I gotta go. And I just got in the fucking truck and just rolled the fuck out of Dodge. And this is what happens when you attempt to answer that fucking simple question. Hey, how you doing? There's two acceptable answers. I'm fine. Good. Or, hey, how are you? That's it. There's no other response that's needed or necessary. You're not allowed to burden me. With your insane thoughts that go on inside your fucking head in the middle of a car dealership parking lot, apparently with your mobile lawn chair that you carry with you everywhere you go, so you can sit down and take a breath in this disastrous world in which we're plagued with.
1: So, so he wasn't a salesman. He wasn't an employee. uh... I have
2: no idea what this person was.
1: (laughs) I first like you know lawn chair in the middle of the parking lot. I thought, hey, you know, like salesman at work. And then you describe his attire. Uh, and I was like, oh, uh,
0: still still possible salesman. Don't know what kind of car dealership it was right? Uh, with the attire. But as a salesman, a lead in with a bad economy is probably a bad way to get somebody to buy <laughs> something that requires finance, uh, you know, for most of the population. Right. <laughs> so, this,
1: this isn't the general. Uh, that, was give- <clears throat> that was
0: a dead giveaway. He wasn't a sales guy.
1: When he when he met when he brought up the bad economy, Murray, you could have said like, "Oh yeah, of course it's a bad economy," uh, uh, or something to the tune of like, "Oh yeah, figures you got those uh, knee pads on for blowies that you give giving for forty dollars a pop." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just trying to uh, vacate the situation as quick as humanly possible. It just reminds me, especially because I'm I'm in contact with the what we like to call the general public. gotta remember the general public's iq is somewhere down here and also somewhere up here and you don't realize how much pure insanity exists in the world until you run into a guy in a parking lot who wants to jump up a conversation about both the dumpster fire that is the american economy right now and equally the dumpster fire that is the american global health system currently (laughs) What are you supposed to do? What do you do in that situation? Wes, I'll ask you. How would you have handled this?
1: Mm, man, I. it's weird because it, it depends upon how much of a conversationalist this guy was. Because if he was willing to listen to me at least a little bit, I probably just would have been like, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this for a hot minute. Now, if it's one of those things where like he let me get a, a sentence out, and then basically, hey, I didn't, I didn't ask you the question in order to answer it, per se. I asked us in order for me to answer my own question. Uh, <laughs> if it was going to go that way, I would have been like, all right, buddy, I got, I got to get out of here. You know, I, I came here to buy a car, and I ran into some quasi fucking Ernest P. World chilling on a fucking lawn chair. See you later. I wouldn't say that, but uh, that's kind of how I would handle it. I don't know, maybe. It seemed like you ran into a little bit of a uh, a gold mine to entertain yourself at least for five minutes in the middle of the day.
2: Yeah. My drawback on engaging in those situations is I'm in uniform. Mm-hmm. So I've I've realized this, that, okay, I remember one time I was driving the radio station van and I got caught picking my nose. And I'm like, I got caught picking my nose at a red light. And I'm, I'm like, ugh. In your car, you're anonymous. They don't, you know, you get caught like, oopsie, I'm just a bald guy with a beard with my finger in my nose. You get caught in a van with flames on the side that has lettering that establishes the radio station that you work for. It narrows it down pretty quickly to who you actually are and where your finger was. Uh, so when I'm working, I know they know where I work. So I can't get too aggravated. I can't get too pissy with them. I can't talk, tell them off. And so I feel really pigeonholed. So my out is, Oh, I'm running behind. I gotta I got get on the way, because yeah, otherwise I'm going to engage, and I can't help myself. Right, and I'm going to explain the global economy, and I don't have time for that. For this guy,
1: it's like one of, one of those deals. Like, how's my driving? The, your, yours is like, how's my how's my cu- customer service and conversation skills? You know, and if you were to piss this guy off, like, they'd I think I, he was driving trucks such and such. He stopped and talked to me. I mean, I was hanging out in the middle of the parking lot, minding my business at an establishment, a business that I don't, I'm not employed by, nor was I doing any shopping or potential buying. <laughs> I was hanging out. <laughs> well, and let was me funny. ask you he, was lo- uh, he was it's... loitering.
2: <laughs> I know, but you know how it goes, man. You can't compliments get just brushed aside, but complaints, they get brought front and center. Sure. That's when you get interrogated. It doesn't matter what kind of methamphetamine this human being was all hopped up on or not. Yeah. Seems like it was on something a little slower than that.
1: I wouldn't be. You'd be shocked not only at at just city law, as, for instance, the one that I currently live in, the one that Alan used to live in, but state laws about squatters rights. You know, squatters have rights. Apparently you squat in a house. The, the owner or whoever owns that, that building or that house, or that apartment or whatever, has to give them so many days or whatever. I wouldn't be shocked if there's loiterers' rights, if loiterers have a, you know, a window in order to pick their shit up. They, they, they don't have to vacate right away. Right. They get a half an hour to kind of you know fold the chair up and <sighs> see if I can squeeze out one more conversation with another passerby or potential uh, someone who's going to buy a Cutlass Sierra today.
2: it's no wonder he's so fucking tired he's lugging a chair all around town all day it's kind of like chicken and the egg well maybe if you didn't carry this chair with you everywhere you wouldn't have to sit down so often but alan he did ask me about the masks am i wrong am i wrong in saying that as soon as someone even questions you about the mask they're automatically anti-mask and you should not engage
0: no yeah i think at this point anybody who brings masks up is going to be staunchly anti- a mask, like yeah. I think anyone who still like wears one situationally, does go around being like, "Hey, so almost mask season." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> to, to a stranger who yeah. pulls into the empty parking lot that I'm sitting in. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a safe assumption.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah certainly I, I agree with Alan. The the mask wearers aren't provoking conversations of pro mask or upcoming pending masks. You know, like, I can't wait till we get more masks on. Let me tell you. Shoot. Yeah. It's going to get cold around the, here.
0: If anything, at this point, I think the maskers feel like a little bit of guilt because of the rest of America's like, fuck, you wearing a mask for? Like, it, it's just kind of how it goes now.
1: Yeah. I saw one. Uh, I was at an open house this past weekend. Call uh, oh, a couple of them, actually. And, yeah, I saw. And they were wearing, like, the duck build ones. You know, the ones not not the kind of Mm. normal roundabout ones, the ones
0: that like like the
1: hinge. Yeah, that that make that create the duck And I was like, damn, those are that's a real deal. That's like uh, that's that's you know, that that's the people spent some good money on those before there were vaccines. That's the primo
0: Asian stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff the Asians wear.
2: Right. Yeah, that's the stuff we all should have been wearing to make a difference from the start, but weren't available and probably weren't even manufactured yet. All the mask technologies finally caught up. When no one needs to wear them really anymore, right. I don't really get freaked out when I see old people wearing them because, like, I'm like, okay, you get a pass. You're you're trying to latch on to those last moments of life, and yeah. you ain't taking any chances. I get it, but like when the, I don't know. There's a certain, there's a certain, um, I'll say financial status that I find wear the masks more. Like if you're if you're poor, if you're driving a fucking 98 Dodge Neon, you ain't wearing a mask. But if you're driving, like, I don't know, a 2020 fucking Beamer, the likelihood of you wearing a mask with some Louis Vuitton symbols on it is very high. Yeah.
1: If you're driving a Dodge Neon with historic tags, that's probably breaking <laughs> a lot of environmental codes, including fucking ruining, huffing fucking shit in your car. Yeah. You, don't, don't worry about that. Yeah. put that Just put that, that bandana on that you rocked around your head when you were listening <laughs> to Tupac.
0: That's that's probably not indicative of any kind of like income inequality or,
1: or anything like
0: that. Health despaired. Not. I'm sure that none of that is red flags for anything greater that could possibly be wrong in American society.
2: Uh-uh. I think. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to know this: When we were younger, were this were there this many rando crazy folk out there? You know what I mean? I feel like when we were kids. Like, our parents would, like, grab us by the shoulder and be like, hey, listen, that's Jerry McGillicuddy. Back in 81, he stuck his tongue to the third rail of the uh, Amtrak and, well, he has been a little loopy ever since. So just stay close.
1: I I may be the wrong person to ask because I lived, like, less than a mile away from a veteran's hospital. So uh, they were kind of (laughs) flocking around.
0: I was going to say, yeah, you guys had probably a good population,
1: huh? Uh, It it, it depends upon if Mer came into town. Now, was this guy... Uh but, but mentally handicapped in any way or was he just was he just chilling um well he definitely wasn't driving
2: that's red flag number one right maybe, um,
1: maybe he lost his uh, license or lost his car or both I he know.
2: definitely asked a random person who was obviously working and in a hurry um about the general disaster of society in the middle of an open parking lot so that's uh that's number two uh-huh. um Yeah, I'm gonna go with the answer is yes. He checks at least two of my boxes, which kind of fills in the rest of them for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, were there this many or that? I mean, I don't know when you say this this many. I think you just had like a a very unique situation today. So where you 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 know, it was one person.
2: No, it's not. This I mean, this is like a this is like a bi daily occurrence for me. I'm saying like four times a week, I'm interacting with. I'm interacting with like parking lot guy, somewhere else and uh, anywhere else. Just gotcha. name it. Throw a dart at a map, and I will find you a crazy person that I will have to talk to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. I would like to say no, but maybe it was just the fact that when you were younger, you weren't or didn't weren't deemed approachable by crazy man. If you were if you were a kid who was walking through that parking lot, he he wouldn't have asked you about. The shitty economy is like this kid doesn't care. Or maybe the paranoia level's gone up. Maybe there are more crazy people. Maybe there's just the like the our generation has grown old. They've gotten into their forties and fifties, and they're like, Oh man, I gotta get the running pants and the uh and the and the, 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 the knee protectors on. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's <it>. kinda of <laughs> there's
0: kinda of a few things that work here. I think you're right. i like like your guys' generation and maybe slightly older than you guys, is like reaching like You know, like if you've abused alcohol this whole time, might be going a little crazy. Mm. Uh, You know what I mean, like things like that. Like you guys, like the forty to fifty five age group is starting to fucking really show its miles, and so, and they're generally like they're a little bit more of a a tech savvier, you know, a little more more sociable uh, demographic. I think so. You just you get, you know. Like, imagine if you were five years older and a fucking gin drunk and just never got off the Gilbies and stayed in your small town. You know what I mean? You'd sit in the parking lot in the lawn chair with some knee pads on and ask the mailman about fucking, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. The economy might might happen today.
1: <laughs> you don't know. Or the weather or child support. I don't know. Yeah, don't
0: anything, know. any of any of those things. There's yeah. a, a number of options. <laughs> yeah,
1: you could. I just assu-
2: I just assumed the conversation was about the weather because it always seems to be, and it took a dark. And I, this is the one time I wished it was about the weather. <laughs> it's right? usually like, "Yep, yeah, nice day outside. Hopefully, it stays like this all week." Yeah, well, this
0: economy's going to shit, though, ain't it? Ah, uh, and, and I got. Still- you. Go ahead. No, what were you saying? I was going to say he got you because, like, the segue that you said was very much like it could have been weather related. He's like, this disaster out here. Well, hurricane's coming. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good point, sir. <laughs> tell That's that, astute, astute observation. Tell that to the so, folks in Tampa.
0: Yeah. He's like, fucking housing the, market, interest rates, <laughs> fucking
2: through the roof. Whoa. All right, but <laughs> I think the only hurricane that this guy was aware of came in a 40 ounce glass bottle.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good point. You could have told him, like, hey, at least at least it isn't Mississippi where uh, where, where, where ex-quarterbacks are taking fucking uh, – was it uh, welfare money? Welfare and, money. And, and building new uh, new facilities at his, his alma mater that his daughter happens to go to.
2: Now I feel like the crazy person because we're totally segueing into the Brett Favre story out of nowhere. What do you mean out of nowhere? Thing.
1: Because it, cause it's stealing money. Bad economy.
2: <laughs> oh, good call. Um, now, did you read the whole story on, on Favre?
1: I've read no, – I mean, I, y- y- yes and no. I've read a couple news articles on it. Uh, I know that they've been pumping out stuff every day. But I also – I did read that somewhere tied into this is the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase's son, the one who didn't wrestle.
2: Mm. Wait, how many kids, how many sons does he have? Well,
1: he had one, Ted, Ted DiBiase Jr., who also wrestled. And then Mm -hmm. I, I, at the very least another, now he very well may have more children. I don't know, but it was someone DiBiase, son of pre former WWF legend and hall of famer Ted DiBiase, who is, and the reason he ties into this, and I didn't know this, he's like a motivational speaker, but he Mm -hmm. ties in God. You know what I mean? It's not like, Hey, don't, it's not like, Hey, go out and get, you know, find God, but it's like, you know, God believes in you, this type of thing. Uh, But he's from Mississippi. And apparently he makes good money doing this. Now, not Tony Robbins' money, but, you know, you could, you know, but Steady DiBiase. I might go pay to watch him fucking talk. Hey, I would just say, hey, could you laugh for me? (laughs) Actually, I got to interview Steady DiBiase. Oh, did you? I got to,
2: yeah, I got to interview him, but I wasn't allowed to ask any wrestling questions, which kind of made it like I didn't really get to interview him because I didn't get to interview the million dollar man. I got to interview the inspirational man. Uh, behind the cloth, if you will. Gotcha. Yeah, he, he he's totally like that whole, you know. It's almost like a uh, a a. You know, mm. that's kind of what he's doing. He's like, I'm not telling you, you have to believe in God, but you got to believe in a power higher than yourself. And if you do that, you know, blah 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 blah, blah. you'll be working out of a van and giving Brett Favre welfare dollars.
1: <laughs> I I've been there before. When you find yourself in the middle of a car dealership with running pants knee pads and a lawn chair on a 68 degree day asking strangers about (laughs) about the economy. (laughs) I know where you've been. It's been to Matt Foley town. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was an interesting, interesting caveat to the whole Brett Favre saga. For those who for for those who don't know, And it also ties. It was the then then or current Mississippi governor. I think it was uh, former. I don't think he's the governor anymore. Uh, Phil Bryant.
0: I mean, he's probably like a
1: senator now. Congressman. (laughs) Who served as the 64th governor of Mississippi from 2012 to 2020. So, yeah, the guy, it was like, I've read 9 million, I've read 5 million, but a text message that said, uh, uh, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Oof. Man. I mean.
0: (laughs) Yep. That's like, hey, I wait, th- I picked
1: up the guns from my uh, I picked up the gun, then I shot him in his face four times. And I buried him in my backyard.
0: You think they'll you think they'll catch me? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what the fuck <laughs> like I would have wrote back yes, Brett, in eighteen eighty three, you stupid fuck. Like <laughs> we're all going to jail
2: now. Yeah. Hold on. So wait, that was an actual text message sent by Favre?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was a text message oh. sent by him, to, and I don't know to whom. Doesn't say. Uh, uh, I doesn't, don't think it matters. No, I, I don't think not, there's any other joking.
2: context where where it matters. <laughs> I didn't see that text message. I was I was fully prepared to defend Brett Favre as just being a a dopey loon who wanted a whole bunch of like things created, and it's like I don't know where the money comes from. I just say, hey, I need a nine million dollar volleyball facility because my daughter's going to be going to school and. You know, Bud, my lawyer, <laughs> he gets it done. Or what's
1: the lawyer's name? Is it Bud or Bus or something? Phil, Billy, Buddy, or Bobby, or something.
0: I feel like it goes like more like, hey, why don't you ring up Wrangler jeans, tell them we need to run another run of advertisements? Yeah, we need a little pocket change. For and then,
1: the and CD. then when I'm when I'm done doing that ad, I'll rip those jeans off, and it'll be a copper tone ad. We'll do a two for one one day. <laughs> All but br-
0: it's, it's him wearing copper tone over his fucking Wrangler jeans. Like <laughs> peak peak of comfort and fucking physical ability. Wrangler jeans, copper tone <laughs> edition. <laughs> like, these, these Wrangler jeans it's are
1: breathable where the copper tone fibers can make my blood pump.
2: <laughs> it's hold It's Tommy Copper. Because if it's just copper tone, we're just looking at more Farvcock. <laughs> it's just lathered up in a white silky glaze all over his lower region. Uh,
0: Tommy copper. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's it's yeah. a whole different vision if you're going my direction.
0: It's like all of my Wrangler jeans pockets are lined with Tommy copper. And <laughs> yeah. It could be taxpayer dollars.
1: <laughs> Under- underneath this uh, copper tone is a magnum cuz I have a big penis of course. I'm Brett Favre. I endorse <laughs> this message. Uh and so does the former governor. Um yeah, no, he, it's like his daughter goes to, to, to the alma mater, and I think he is trying to or eventually going to try to play this off of I had no idea uh, the way that this was explained to me was this money could be used to build brand-new athletic facilities at a, at a university that's struggling financially. Uh, it's for the athletes, man. It's for the Division One athletes, volleyball system at hate- Southern Miss. He just doesn't
2: strike me as the guy that I mean, and, and you can correct me and I'm sure Alan will, but he just doesn't strike me as the guy that's like, uh, where can we get the money from? Well, Brett, uh, the coffers are kind of dry. I mean, I could pull some strings and I don't know, take some food stamps out of some single mother's mouths. We'll do that. <laughs> he just doesn't strike me as that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I'm with you on that one. He seems too dumb. Like, somebody else came up with this plan, and, like, he really didn't know. I mean, or maybe he knew. Maybe fucking Brett Favre is a secret genius, and we have no idea.
2: Yeah. But,
1: well, that text message sure, sure seems like he knew what was going on.
2: <laughs> that's what I mean. He blew up my spot there. I didn't see that text message. I read everything else, and I was like, Brett Favre is a dumb ex-quarterback who wants to do good for the community, and, yes, his daughter happens to go there, so he's going to try extra hard to make it happen. But did he really know it's coming from welfare?
0: Right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll find out. Does blow it up, really, I guess. We'll find out. Yeah. yeah. He was basically like, hey, do you think I could use this welfare money on not welfare stuff? And the state will find out. And the person was like, no, no, you'll be fine. Just do whatever. <laughs> Just use it on whatever.
2: <laughs> but I but I also read that he paid like most of it back except for the interest or something. What's the interest
1: on four million dollars? Yeah, what, what is, is the juice still running?
2: I, I don't know. But I, I think I feel like he had paid back almost all of it, except for like a few hundred thousand dollars, and but then they found out about it, so it's like, oh shit, you know. And so now it's a big story. I don't know. Does it just seem like, ever since he went to the Jets, they've been trying to bury Brett Favre? I mean, yeah, he fucked up. He was banging that sideline reporter or whoever the nah, hell she was. Unconfirmed.
1: It, uh, yeah, The only thing confirmed is he was sending nudie nah, text I, messages. Yeah, text message say, strike I, again.
0: I think he flashed his <laughs> hog to like a Telemundo reporter. And she was like, do you see my <laughs> Colombian ass? Absolutely not, Wrangler Jeans. <laughs> Hold on. Get the man. fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> I think her. it was um, she she was made famous when she was attending Florida State. And then uh, God knows what she was studying, but someone was like, yeah, she's hot. She needs to be like a Fox correspondent. Uh, I don't know if she was Colombian. I think she was just a really tan white girl. Her name was Jen. Yeah. Two N's.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't think she was telling. Well, you know what, though? There probably was multiple incidents. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him.
1: Yeah. That uh, speaking of I, I don't know if you guys ever heard this talking about like People perceived as dumb or dumb quarterbacks or dumb football players, have you ever heard do you know who Cooper Manning is? Yeah, okay. so Cooper was being interviewed by someone. I don't know who. It's uh, the New Orleans Business Journal, uh, <clears throat> they asked them about the coming up Peyton Eli games. This is when Peyton was playing in Denver. Eli was still with the Giants. like, hey, okay, who you got? Now have you heard the rant that he went on to the interviewer? No, no, this, this, this is unbelievable. This is absolutely great. So <clears throat> quote, I'm so sick of people treating me like I'm a failure in the Manning family. He said, so my brothers play in the NFL. Whoop-dee-doo shit. There are 32 <laughs> starting quarterbacks. You know how many partners there are in regional energy investment company of this size? Not 32. I tell you that we're a division of associate bank. God damn it. That shit's international. Peyton think people think Peyton is smart. Uh, continued Cooper, now shouting, he's a dumbass. Trust me on this. He knows nothing but football. He thinks a good business investment is buying a bunch of fucking Papa John's in the fucking Denver area. And you're going to sit here and condescend me to me? A partner at Howard Wheel? You think I'm a failure of the family? Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> Bravo. I like,
2: I like it.
1: Hell yeah, man. let sit here and fucking... And
2: Cooper, Cooper's probably going to go on to be the biggest television personality he's already hosting a game show he's on all the commercials like dude that manning family is a talented bunch
1: i'll tell you that right now cooper probably eli cooper would have played division one i don't know if he would have gone because he was a wide receiver uh but senior year he ended up having um he got diagnosed with a spinal injury that uh was somewhat debilitating so he couldn't play football anymore
2: I th- I thought he was a QB too, and he got his he got his neck busted up, and then he just he couldn't, nah, he just couldn't play anymore. No, he was he was
1: it, uh, Peyton threw him the ball. Peyton was a sophomore; he was a senior, and they were fucking God. they were torching people up in Louisiana.
2: Man, those I'm telling you, man, like I those Manning boys. Have you seen the latest where Eli dresses up as like a, a walk on for Penn State? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I I have. I, that is good. That, Chad, some. That- yeah that goofy motherfucker like he's just perfect he they're self-aware i think that's what i appreciate about them they are self-aware they know they're goofy fucks and they just they run with it so they're like no matter what cooper thinks about his brother's intellectual abilities <laughs> they are they're they all off the charts on marketing ability
1: yeah i think this was this took place like i think 2013 uh, and I I have a hunch that at that point he wasn't necessarily like us. You know, Peyton was wrapping up his Hall of Fame career. Eli was eh, you know had a few years left, but two, two two Super Bowls deep. Uh, and I think Cooper got just got pissed off again. Like you couldn't fucking ask Ted DiBiase about wrestling. I guarantee you, this guy was not to bring up Peyton and Eli. <laughs> he fucking yeah. fuck you, buying a bunch of fucking Papa Johns in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, Wes, you being
2: the bigger wrestling fan of the three of us, like, could you imagine that? Okay, Jake the Snake is in the other room, but you can only ask him about DDP yoga. <laughs> oh,
1: God, that's just—it's almost impossible, man. It's just I, like I—I'd have to—I'd have to like go to the, the the drawing board and see if I could ask something metaphorically, you know, like mm, get it. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> but I can,
2: I can just remember, like, and, and this is one of those deals, like, hey, Ted DiBiase is going to be calling in for an interview in about fifteen minutes, which can't ask him about the WWF. I, uh, then I don't, I just remember going, I, I don't want to do it. Then we well, yeah. have to. He's, he, he's already he's scheduled. Like, I don't have any questions for him then, so there's no need for us but, to continue like with this.
1: Yeah. yeah, what you yeah. should have done is you go- should have got someone. In studio, whether it be a, uh, a co-host or someone from the production side, to be uh, to say, weirdly enough and coincidentally enough, we got your old manager Virgil in the studio. He's going to ask you a few <laughs> questions. Hey Ted, how's it been? How's things going? Remember when I used to take a bunch of beatings for you? This <laughs> is remember when they <laughs>
2: pretended to let me wrestle and they let me hold your belt for a day and That's then right. they told me I sucked and I couldn't talk anymore.
1: I had the the uh, gray sleeveless. Diamond tuxedo with the dollar bills on the uh, on the trim there. Actually, this is uh, this is me and a buddy of mine had a really really good debate about uh, later on in Floyd Mayweather's career. Probably the last like dozen matches or so, his entrances were were, were Showtime. He had the OJ's perform what the money? No, was it my, the OJ's did a song called Money, right? Did they? I, I believe so. I so. Yeah, yeah, they performed that. Uh, And me and my buddy said, I said they ought to do the Ted DiBiase theme and have Ted DiBiase and Virgil walk out with them. And he <laughs> said, no, that they should do the Shane O'Mac theme and have Shane McMahon walk out with him. And we used to ask people, like, what do you, what do you think? What do you think the better entrance is?
2: It was split, oh, I think it was split down the middle. I think Ted DiBiase, because that's coming out with a million dollar belt, like the million dollar champion, like that. That's, yeah, no. Hands down, I think I think Shane O'Mac's great and all, but iconic. Come on, that's Ted DiBiase.
1: Alan, what, what, you know the you know the Shane O'Mac uh, theme, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: um I mean, God, that Shane O'Mac theme song is. But see, I think that's my generation a little bit more. Yeah, you know what I mean. So for me, like, I hear that and I kind of lose my shit. <laughs> I expect him to jump off a stadium. You know what I mean? So, Like, I think that's, like that's, that's Shane for me. I think if I'm going to vote. Okay. With my heart.
1: Yeah. And this well, is that's
0: the... a tough one. That's, that's,
2: that's a difficult choice.
1: I think we, we, I... we need to legit put this up to a poll
2: I, and, and I'm down I with that. And dude, I have the most respect in the universe for Shadow Mac. I would argue that Shane McMahon is probably a better wrestler all around than Ted DiBiase ever was. But Ted DiBiase was a showman, and if you get the Ted DiBiase theme coming out, you're getting not just my generation, Alan's generation, you're getting previous generations, like you're getting your dad's generation, Wes. You know what I mean? Like You're getting this wide berth, and everybody's gonna think that's awesome. But like again, somebody like your dad's gonna be like, "Who's this? Who's this guy?" I, 40 I, can, year old guy. I
1: can almost guarantee you that if either one of those people walked out with Floyd Mayweather during the fight, he, my father would have been like, "What is this bullshit? Why can't they just <laughs> walk to the goddamn <laughs> ring and fucking box? Yeah. <laughs> it's got goddamn circus out here." Yeah, that's
2: that's true. Well, dude, there was one entrance I remember that Tyson did: no music, head towel, black shorts, walk out entourage no nobody says a goddamn thing that's got to be fucking intimidating as shit
1: yeah when you we ain't got no but then again no Floyd way
2: about Floyd's not intimidating so he's got to do some pageantry
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah well we'll put it we're gonna put it to a poll. we're gonna put it to a poll. let me let me see if I can get some good pictures maybe even like uh I don't know if I can embed like a Player that has a little bit because both of them have that, but you know Ted DiBiase, money, 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 and then Shane O'Mac, like, but must be the money, something like that. I
0: think it's okay. here,
1: com- here
2: comes here comes here comes
1: the money. What's must be the money? Isn't that a rap song?
2: Oh, oh must yeah, be, yeah, be yeah, the be money. money. Must be the yeah. money. It's a Nelly song. It's a Nelly song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you drummed up something in my head though. What could make wrestling great again? Hmm. What, what, what needs to happen in wrestling to make it great again?
1: Well, we need to uh, men in black the entire wrestling community and make them believe it's real again.
2: Yeah, but even during the Attitude Era, the Attitude Era began with the Montreal screw job, where Vince told everybody that it was sports entertainment. And yeah. that was the zenith of wrestling. So the zenith of wrestling happened Host and admitting it's fake.
1: Yeah, I so, I, I don't think that I Alan. Correct me if I'm wrong because I don't watch a lot. Of, I don't watch much of it anymore. I heard about know, it's this not whole, good. A, well, I, even if it was good, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it. But here's I the will, thing: what
2: if it was good? Uh, I, I,
1: I don't think it's one singular thing. I think there's a lot. Dial back the pay per views. I get it. That makes a lot of money, but but you haven't won a month. You, you're killing your talent. Bring back some jobbers. Don't have people have high right. and lows where. Because with the jobbers, you know, you, you, you can segue into this. You have guys who are, like, contending for a fucking intercontinental title, and then three months later, they're, they're getting beat every week on Raw. Uh, let these guys write their own stuff. Apparently, Vince uh, edits and writes and has to see every... Now, now, not Vince, but he used to be able to... Like, he had to basically vet every person's vignette or talking sequence. They're not actors. I know they are kind of actors, but there was a human element when someone could get out there and just kind of spitball and go with it. Um, you know, not everything has to be an aerial high-fly act. An arm bar works every now and then. A sunset flip. When's the last time you saw a sunset flip? Do you even know what that is? It's not a flower. I'll tell you that. It's a wrestling move. <laughs>
0: yeah. <movie. laughs> Yeah, I think think you're probably right, though. That's probably most of it. And, like, uh, honestly, the best wrestling out of the WWE these days is the women. Like, the women's women's division is, like, top-notch. They're all fucking great wrestlers and actually funner to watch. But I think you're right. I think a lot of it's writing, too. Okay. The writing for all of the big characters is just awful.
2: I think they should embrace social media, start beefs online, and make it fucking seem real, because I think people will believe it if people are talking shit on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And then you'll tune in to see what they say to each other's face. Oh, you're a big man talking online. What you got to say now?
1: Didn't they then- do that with with Flair's last match? It was supposed to be like some sort of like thing. And then uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal beat him up in a parking lot. and they, they they got it on like a camera phone or a phone, and then a camera phone, <laughs> a flip phone. <laughs> Eight pixel can't no. They got it like like someone filmed it on their phone, and then those two gave like Jay Lethal was like, "I respected him. I loved him. He was an icon to me." Then he talks down to me in the parking lot, tells me I'm some hack. The vignette and the lead up, and the way the you know like the beat down in the parking lot when Flair bladed it, 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 it was still real to me. Damn it, it was still real at that point. They made an old seventy three year old fucking wrestler and a couple uh, uh, veterans of the game you know, Jeff Jarrett included brought heat. into like this two week window, you know, heat, heat can still be made if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. I I just, maybe
2: those guys like Steve Austin, Dwayne Johnson, fucking Kurt Angle, like the, the, the behind the scenes stuff, quote unquote, behind the scenes, like when they went through the locker room and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember when Steve Austin bought everybody cowboy hats and then he gave, uh, Kurt Angle like the little kids like fucking like and Kurt Angle just went with it yeah like that sure. was fucking brilliant it was funny it was stupid it was hilarious and then they go out and they put on like a performance like you would never seen before yeah I just had I, I mean I don't know it just feels like wrestling's lost something it, like there's just something and I, I I miss I do I miss it Marie and I used to watch three hours of Raw when we first got together. Like, my God, you, you want to know why I married that woman? Because every Monday night she would come over and we would sit on the couch and drink beer and watch Raw. Like, that was, that. Was, I don't know, man. That 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 was living.
1: That's what you should have mm. asked that guy in that parking lot. Hey, man, do you want to come over and watch Raw with me and my wife? <laughs> get you out of this parking lot? Get you out of those knee pads?
0: You know what's not a disaster? The state of professional wrestling.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think you would, would have took you up on that. Like-
1: Just
2: let let the creatives be creative. I guess that's the point. Let yeah. the cre- find creative. There's how many want to be professional wrestlers out there? I'm sure there's a lot of them that are really good on the mic. So don't don't take them out of their element. Let the creatives be creative.
1: I agree. I agree. And speaking of creative, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Good old James Cameron revealed, and I, I don't know why... When did when did Avatar come out? 08? 09?
2: It was at least 10 years, and more than 10 years ago now. Wow.
1: Yeah, and and are they... It, this story has to do with James Cameron butting heads. James Cameron... Fuck. I don't know, man. I must That's have listened to
2: fucking... fucking t- t- That's James his wrestling Cam- persona. That's right.
1: <laughs> uh, Cameron. <laughs> Here comes the Cameron. Um, revealed in like it was an interview with uh, the New York Times that he was butting heads with 20th Century Fox over key sequences of Avatar. I don't know. My question is: Are they putting this out because Avatar Two is going to be coming out here soon? The re the re Avatar is going to be hitting IMAX theaters here soon. Then Avatar Two is supposed to be coming out. That thing is supposed to have been coming out like the last six or seven years. Anyway. Uh, the producers over there told him you need to trim some scenes, they didn't like uh, it, the scenes needed to be shorter and there was too much flying around on the Ekran, uh, uh, what the humans called the Banshees. Uh, well, it turns out the audience loved that the most and Cameron was well, later quoted as saying you know what, the, this building uh, we're meeting in right now, this new half billion dollar building complex you're in right now Titanic paid for that, so I get to do this. day uh, hey, man Bravo! Because I don't know, there is something called final cut uh, authority, meaning someone on set, uh, whether it be producer, director, uh, you know, owner, a production company, uh, <clears throat> has final say on what goes into this. And my guess is that it wasn't James Cameron on this; it was 20th Century Fox. So he he got a boner and said, "Get the hell on out of here, go that yeah. way, go that away." Yeah, this. Comes
2: down, let the creatives be creative. I know what entertainment is. You know why? Because I make it. So if you want to fucking continue to enjoy the fruits of my fucking labor, right. you get to shut the fuck up and give me your goddamn dollar bills. Deal? Deal. Now yeah. buy me a $400,000 camera and this I'll be thing, on my way.
0: I mean, it's clearly on a much smaller scale, but this, this is vaguely. Re- the, not even vaguely. This is uh, extremely reminiscent of how I operate at work. I'm like, oh, do do you want someone who sells millions of dollars a year? Then shut the fuck up and let me do what I want, want to do. Do you want Do you want to reap the rewards that I bring you? Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone.
1: Yeah. You you give me Leo and you give me fucking Kathy Bates and Billy Zahn Zane.
2: Billy, Billy Zane. <laughs> Oh, okay. Kathy Bates was in that. I was going to say,
1: I
0: was Bates. like,
2: "Kate, Kathy Bates never looked like Kate Winslet." Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the wrestling version, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I it, it's weird though, because again, I'm, I'm wondering why this is being released now. And I, I guess it just has something to do with again, creating heat, creating some heat. I'm
2: willing to bet that Avatar Two is now in the, the, the cutting room process. And somebody at 20th century or 21st century Fox is like, (sighs) I don't know. I don't think this is going to stand up to the last film. And to get out of it, to kind of like put all the responsibility on James Cameron, it's like whatever's coming out is all on James. We had nothing to do with it because he wouldn't let us because here was the big temper tantrum he threw back in 2008. And so we're not allowed to tell. We're not allowed to have any notes on the movie. It's all James's. So if it flops, it's all on Cameron. But if it's success, it's all on 20th Century Fox because we let him do what he wanted.
1: Right. Let me – I mean – okay, let me play devil's advocate for a minute. and You can agree or disagree. So the people who came to him and said, hey, we want you to trim some fat on this film. It's too long. We need to get rid of some things. Here's this – Uh, The way the story portrays it is these are just a bunch of, like, fucking bullshit hacks from 20th Century Fox who know dick about it. When, in fact, these people could have been involved in the production of some really good films who have made some suggestions about some really quality things that, that turned out to be, you know, the right move. Who's to say, huh?
2: Well, would you like me to define producer for you? Producer? is the person who has a, a giant bank account and would like to recoup the money that they invest in a film. Mm-hmm. And they think that they're creative because, or they they think that they have some say in the creative process because they bought the thing. Okay. Whereas they may be, they, they may, may very well be some very creative individuals, but they're not directors they don't work in the film industry other than to hand out checks and to stand in the production room and look over somebody's shoulder and give notes. But beyond that, that's all they're good for. Now, some of them, like if you or I or Alan had a shit ton of money, we might have some good ideas on a movie mm-hmm. and you might want to listen to them. Or we could just be some shitbag trust fund assholes who have a crap ton of money and we want to tell people how to make something so that we can say like, oh, "Oh, oh, you see that scene? I told him to make it like that. Oh, oh, you see, watch this. Here's the edit. That was me. I did that. I cut it right there. Yeah, that was a good scene. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah,
1: you should There's, love it too. So you're saying these are like uh, um, owners of sports teams who think they can evaluate talent and it could make trade suggestions, right?
2: Yes, the, these are Jerry Jones 2000 on. <laughs> Th- that's who these people are. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Alan, what, uh, what producer thought it was a great idea to make, uh, and I st- I was chuckling in the bathroom thinking about this today, uh, that made uh, Gary Busey a role model a father figure in Rookie of the Year? <laughs>
0: uh... I, a fucking genius, that's it. <laughs> it's probably the same guy that fucking greenlit Titanic at the end of the day. But, <laughs> hey, I don't know about you, but that's a fucking move for the ages. So I still, when I think American father figure, I think Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. Do you
1: think like like James Cameron? Fuck James Cameron, slapping himself, doing a Harvey Whippleman. There's another um, wrestling reference. On the I, back. I
0: just at this point, <laughs> I just picture James Cameron rolling up to set in uh, to set in like a, a pink Range Rover mm. with like a pink fur, right? Fucking Cameron, like circa two thousand three. Yeah, like
1: Hey Ma I, 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 playing I, I, through the through the subwoofers. Yeah, um, Hey Ma. But um. Did it, James Cameron giving himself a pat on the back. That 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 same producer was like, "Hey, man! Look, I mean, they were against it. They were ag- they were against Busey being the pitcher and the love interest of the main character's mom. I pushed that through. I yeah. I I swayed the needle on that one.
0: Yeah. Do you see? Do you see how America calls Gary Busey their father now? <laughs> that, that was me. So fuck off, studio.
2: Have I told you guys the story about the? The spider, the spider, Superman lives, the spider and wild, wild west. Uh,
1: with Will Smith. With Will Smith and uh, Calvin Klein. Wait, what? What is <laughs> okay? Okay.
2: So this, there was going to be a post uh, Batman, uh, the second Batman movie with Michael Keaton, Batman Returns. They were going to do a Superman movie. And this was right around the time that they did the comic book arc where Superman dies and then he comes back to life and all that jazz. Well, they were going to get Nick Cage to do that movie, and Nick Cage was going to be Superman, and he was going to die, and he was going to come back to life, and Kevin Smith was uh, the one who wrote the entire uh, the, the treatment for the, for the movie, and he, he was starting to write the script, and then he had to meet with the, the main producer, the guy who gave the most money to have the film made, and the guy wanted a giant spider in the movie. And Kevin Smith looked at him and said, Superman's never fought a giant spider. Like, what What are you talking about? He's like, well, that guy Brainiac that you have in the movie that you wrote in here, why, why don't you just have him become a spider? And he's like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about, man. Like, that doesn't make any sense, like, in the DC comic universe. Like, there's no spider. Like, we're not, I'm not doing it. So he fired Kevin Smith. He got the next writer. The next writer wrote the entire story around Superman fighting a fucking spider, and it was shit. And Tim Burton, who was signed on to direct it, was like, I'm not right in making this fucking movie. Well, so finally, after spending hundreds of millions of dollars just in pre-production, they scrap it. And then the same producer makes Wild Wild West. And at the end of Wild Wild West, the stagecoach becomes a giant spider. (laughs) He got his fucking spider. That's what producers do. That's what producers do.
1: See, if this director had any wits about him, what would have happened is... Nick Cage would have died, gotten buried. Michael Keaton would have, like, been, you know, <laughs> uh, and then when he came back, it would have been Gary Busey as Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alan?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what? Millions. Billions, <laughs> maybe. Billions, I think, with a B. Maybe like, as like Bizarro Superman or something. <laughs> nope. As, I, as everyone's favorite Superman,
1: I'm back.
0: Imagine if ah. all that to, that toothy grin, yeah, with fucking with like jet black hair and some fucking thick rimmed glasses, yeah.
1: I'm Clark Kent. You know
2: what, <laughs> you, you, you know what death stands for? Don't ever ask teachers for help. That's what death stands for. <laughs> yep.
0: That, could you imagine? <laughs>
1: No, where's this fucking spider? <laughs> <laughs> where's this fucking spider? <laughs> All right. Let's expand our brains and get into some OMG facts. That's
2: right, my friends. It's officially time for Fun Fact Friday, brought to you, of course, by the Shit and Splints Recovery Group. I don't know if I'm prepared for this, but would you guys like me to sing an intro, or should we just go into
1: it raw and dry? Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. You know, what's weird. I was actually dreaming that that I was singing one to you, or we were kind of serenading each other, and I don't remember what songs we were singing. It certainly wasn't Cameron, and it, it should have been. Yeah, it wasn't the Million Dollar Man or Shane O'Mac theme. So let's just yeah, let's raw dog it. All right, I'm disappointed,
2: and so's our fan. All right, so the, here you the, go, The Hulk
1: Hogan theme then. Oh, what? Okay. You bitched about it, motherfucker. I know. When When you need some knowledge,
2: put your empty inside. (laughs) I'll get some fun facts from my calendar and let you know why.
1: I don't...
2: Know how they're good. They're I don't know if they're right, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, you'll have some. Fuck you, Omg <laughs> Facts. Let's get to it. Fun Pack Friday. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I couldn't seal the deal. That's
1: I all do right. Apologize. There, there is, uh, dude. Love, <clears throat>, aka Cactus Jack McFoley, had a great uh, finisher called Sweet Shin Music. We kick you in the shin. Yeah, <laughs> we should we should send that to the Shin Splinter Covering Group.
2: Should God McFoley was a great. There you go, a guy who had really no physical ability except for the pain threshold that was within his fucking nervous system. Yeah, God damn if he wasn't entertaining.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I could watch him getting chucked off the top of a steel cage by the Undertaker. I I think I see it once a month. Just uh, y- yeah. Just yes. To hear, just to hear, uh, Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross. Bre- Jer- Jim Ross, but Jerry Lawler breaks character. He goes, "Oh God, <laughs> he's, he's, he's dead. dead. He's dead. He's dead.
2: He's, he's dead. dead. Oh, oh my God, he killed him." <laughs> Let's get to it. Five fun facts for you, fuckers, on a Friday. Did you know there are at least one hundred thousand chemical reactions going on in the normal human brain? Every second.
1: Oof! What do you think? Uh, how many are going on with that guy you crossed paths with today at that parking lot? All right. <laughs> uh, at least two. Oh, <laughs> uh, one hundred thousand chemical reactions. I wonder. The economy if,
2: and government conspiracy.
1: I, I mean, obviously you're gonna you're gonna get some ebbs and flows, but like, what would something like drinking coffee do? I mean, does that would that would that kick it from like you know fifty thousand to a hundred? Does something like caffeine just you know double double the reaction?
2: I, I you know I I don't know, but it definitely there's definitely a change. Like I have like this. Um, I have this, like, superfood, like, uh, like green powder, leafy greens mix that I take in the morning. Mm-hmm. And within five minutes, I'm like, there's something happening here. I don't know what they put in this. I read the back. There's a bunch of, like, like, coffee extracts and shit like that. I'm like, I'm definitely operating on a new fucking, there's an update happening in my mind right now that I don't know if I can control.
0: <laughs> Wait, what was the fact again? Can you reread it?
2: There's a hundred thousand chemical reactions going on in the human brain every second. That sounds right. Hmm. But it makes you wonder <clears throat> at a more existential level, like what is consciousness? Like, are, like are we just like chemical reactions that are a little too high for our fucking, bri- too little, little too big for our britches? Like, yes. are we just a bunch of fucking like biology that's happening, and we just think that something more is going on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. We definitely think we're
0: way cooler than we are. We're not that cool.
1: That's why they tell we're you, pretty think,
0: cool. Like I mean, we're like, okay, cool.
1: That's why. I we're top a- of the food chain, cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess.
1: We also have the most mental health illness, cool. <laughs>
0: we ain't top of the food chain if we're in an ocean
1: like
2: (laughs) well yes but no okay we okay was it last week or the week before like with those fucking cruise liners let me tell you something if i'm able to rock fucking climb in the middle of the atlantic i'd say i'm at the highest end of the food chain there Mm. there's some shark fucking swimming around bouncing you are at the high end but
0: you know yeah at at what cost you know what what is the cost of rock climbing in the middle of the atlantic (laughs) I think it's only, like, 500 bucks a cruise.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's and with the car- amount of food and car- booze you eat, there's a lot more than 100,000 chemicals. the carnival
0: cruise, for 500 <laughs> bucks is probably, like, all-inclusive, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. I think we might just be flying too close to the sun That's yeah. all.
1: You, and, and if the movie Waterworld has taught us anything, if it were to hit the fan, we'd still be top of the food chain.
0: Well, it also teaches you that your urine is sterile and drinking.
1: Yeah. What well, and you know what the producer of that obviously is missing fucking Carrie abusing a big spider. That was That's uh true. that
0: that producer has been since like 1967 trying to get a Waterworld movie made. <laughs> like he pitched he pitched it at like the first fucking Ghostbusters. He's like what if we just flood flood the world. Yeah. And then wouldn't have any ghosts, but
2: Ghostbusters could handle it. You know, and they were like that doesn't make any sense, sir.
1: They don't they Here's don't, an extra go ahead.
2: Here's an extra fun fact about Waterworld. It actually did make all of its money back. It's just it was such a high-budget film that making its money back wasn't good enough. So it actually wasn't... As, it was not a flop by the technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make the studio a shit ton of money like it was supposed to. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe sometimes you got to take those producers' words for it. Gary Busey and water spiders. <laughs> If you saw that, there would be more than 100,000 chemical reactions going on. Your head, might, your head might blow up. And if Gary Busey played the spider, fuck, Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs>
0: I could feel my teeth growing.
2: <laughs> it's just so, so good. I, I was getting not to say, the webs would come out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you know a 19th century costume designer invented the
1: horned Viking helmet? So we've been That's lied. That to,
2: sounds about right.
1: We've been lied <laughs> to about, uh, you know, the Vikings
2: and the helmets. Yes. Wow. hundred percent. Yeah. one yeah. thing Vikings would not have randomly worn giant horned helmets. It's just some imagery bullshit that some guy came up with.
1: Mm. That's we, it. we need we, like w- fictitiously. We need to make these people seem if we retell history as savages, which yes. they were. What but, would it? Yeah. What would yeah. a savage wear? Well, yeah.
0: they had they had very established societies. I don't know that they were savage, but well, <laughs> that's my point. Look, white, pretty it, savage. Look, white people will write even other white people as fucking as weird as, like, weird, and they'd give them horned helmets if they so see fit. They're like, look at those weird white people. We're gonna call them Vikings. Look at them. Look, look at them. They fucking don't... They wear leather clothes and pray to fucking forest gods. Weird.
2: <laughs> well, apparently, the Vikings were fucking tripping balls all the time, and they would fucking... Like, the, the berserker bullshit? Like, they would get high on mushrooms and then just fucking pump each other up and just go into battle, fucking pupils blazing. Do
0: you imagine just swinging bladed fucking weapons all zooted on mushrooms? It's probably a fucking ride, man. And
1: and (laughs) descendants obviously of Randy Macho Man Savage, so it doesn't shock me one bit. That guy was fucking nuts all the time.
0: Yeah, the cream always rises to the top.
1: Well, like uh, all the guys who were
2: winning the fucking... uh Thank you. Well, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in there with his fucking coffee cup, I'm like. Mm. <laughs> if you haven't watched that interview, that is the most cocaine-induced inter- in- interview that Gene Okerlund has ever been a part of. Oh, I've got a sticker of it on my water bottle. I'll try, I'll send it to you guys. It's good. No, but like uh all the guys, like like Magnus Ver Magnuson. All those guys from, like, Iceland and Greenland and shit, they were all winning the World's Strongest Man competitions, and they're all straight Viking descendants. The yeah. Mountain from Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. yeah. That guy's name's, like, Thor. Yeah, it's, it's something crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it, like 6'9", 4'10", diff- like
1: six, like six, I think is, is his measurements. At least yeah. build, build height and build weight. Some <laughs> Sometimes this can be exaggerated. It didn't
2: look like it. And like that's straight Viking blood right there. Fucking filled up on psilocybin and rage and testosterone. Yeah. Did you know, due to the lack of, I'm sorry, start over. Did you know, due to the amount of mercury in Lake Michigan, more than 40% of fish are born autistic and don't survive past the first year? Wow,
1: 40%. Yeah. That that seems drastic. <laughs> they need to Amer- get America's waterways. <laughs> well, I I
2: just like in the last like 30 years we started like diagnosing humans as autistic. Like who's doing the autistic fish study? <laughs>
1: that is that is yeah. got to be one of the most obscure government grants you can ask for. <laughs> Like, listen, I'm gonna need a million dollars to uh, study whether or not fish from this lake here are autistic.
2: Like, uh, how do you tell? Are they counting krill? Like, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, nine, yeah. twelve, or twenty-five, twenty-five krill, and then they don't even eat them, right? How, how no, they don't eat them?
1: And you said that, and they don't live past a certain point for the most part. What are they? they don't do they? Live-
2: the first year they don't they die before the first year.
1: Is that just because they just don't have natural instincts to to avoid danger or things like that?
2: I would assume. I don't know what all of the like presenting features of autism are, but apparently it's present in fish. I mean, like, I, and, and I'm not mocking, but like, obviously, autistic children need more parental care. Yeah, I don't think the fish community is necessarily down with like right following <laughs> their young around to make sure they're eating.
1: Yeah. They just a seagull swoops in, and
0: yeah, a lot of nature doesn't make a lot of accommodations. (laughs)
1: It's
0: it's gotta let things happen.
1: Uh, Four and forty percent. I wonder. And uh, Christ, man, I I've I've never read anything about whether or not uh, fishing, catching, eating fish in Lake Michigan is uh, you know mercury based. You know,
2: I look. I'm just at a point where like. They they always talk shit about like farm bred fish, Mm -hmm. but at this point in human history, isn't that doesn't that seem to be like the most like clean fish that you could get? I mean, I know they say when you go out to like Alaska, Canada, Alaska, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. where shits flowing south and there's not a lot of like pollution going on. Like, yeah, okay, I can see that being healthy, but anything else?
1: There's parts of the Mississippi River where you can go and and turn your boat engine on and fucking carp fly up in the air. And they have they have competitions to see how many people can fucking beat as many to death as they possibly can because they're invasive and they want them out of the waterways. The the with the idea being that they don't want them navigating north to Lake Michigan. Now mm. I'm fucking convinced that they've done that. And the the natural resource director of either Illinois or one of the neighboring states just hasn't said shit. Now that doesn't play into the mercury level and the autistic fish that are swimming around getting gobbled up. No wonder these seagulls are so prominent around there. eating them all alive. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Did you know? <laughs> you didn't know, did you?
2: Nope. <laughs> Black pepper was once so valuable that it was used as currency.
1: Mm. where in like india some some crazy crazy country like that
2: sounds like all over the world (laughs) but even as, as random as that fact sounds it actually seems more sound than what we're doing like i i've i've really i mean i know that i'm not going to affect the global economy here but like in in recent years i've really become like what the fuck is money worth like, why is it worth this? Like yeah. what what's the fucking point? It's just we 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 say it it's valuable so it is. Like, how's that work? At least black pepper, like, all right. Our global supply of black pepper is really low and it's hard to get. Marco ain't gonna be back for four and a half months. So this is what we got. If you want some, I'm gonna need like forty goats. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Like that makes more sense to me.
1: I mean, we we've out we've outgrown our bridges on that. Like, people can't, you know, with the amount of people that we have on Earth, there can't be, like, a stronghold of, you know, a million people out of seven billion that have, you know, the the, the black pepper stronghold, and then goats, and then horses, things like that. I mean, it just wouldn't... It would be chaos. It would be... There'd be Vikings and Gary Busey's fucking taking everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Hollywood would blow up. They couldn't make movies anymore.
2: No, but, like, if, if we interact with if we went to a barter society mm-hmm. the the
1: farmers would prevail right farmers and or yeah small farmers or someone who had like you know uh uh arms arms dealers um yeah that's true the, the arms and or ammo um trying to think of a few other like like you know w- w- clean water yeah and all the financiers
2: would be fucked because they have nothing to trade but pretend money.
1: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll load up, uh, load up with pepper pellets and shoot them. <laughs> so, Not a bad idea. <laughs> it's, I get come back, but I get the idea. Like, hey, look, check this out. This is coriander and peppercorns. Watch this. <coughs> now eat that piece of chicken. <coughs> Holy moly, that's delicious. I would like to buy some of that from you. All right. What do you got? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I got a bunch of paper. <laughs> I've got these leather straps.
0: <laughs> have some of
2: those. Turn them into whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that makes more sense to me than what we're doing now. But, you know, I'm fucked either way because I've got nothing to barter. And I I don't really have a whole lot in the bank, so got, it doesn't matter.
1: I got this movie script that involves a spider. <laughs> Been trying to sell it for a long time, but
0: yeah, the manuscript involves a giant spider in a water world.
2: Uh, <laughs> Thinks could be a real hit. <laughs> and finally, did you know? Before developing video games, Nintendo owned, quote, love hotels. Private short stay rooms that were used for sexual encounters.
1: Wow. Nintendo yeah. was shacking up fucking Jacking up Hoo-Ha houses, really. Yeah.
2: And they also, in those hoo-ha houses, um, they had this little game they like to call cards. Nintendo is the first producer of a fifty-two card deck, and that makes them the oldest game producer in the world. Damn. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Damn. So they've been doing this shit for a, for a minute. It ain't just like <sighs> It didn't start in the 80s.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to ask when, like, I mean, Nintendo's out of out of Japan. When were they doing these love shacks? I don't know. I and, would, ass- yeah, and I have would the, assume, like... Have the B-52s asked for royalties? <laughs> yes. Uh, the- <laughs> I would assume, like, the
2: samurai probably, like, had you know, they're roaming around town fucking cutting people in half for you. You know, you probably got to have a little place for them to blow off some steam. Wait, wait.
1: You're saying the Nintendo Corp... Dates back to mm-hmm. fucking samurais.
2: Um, I'm gonna say yes, with no <laughs> confidence.
1: It's okay, at all. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Alan's out on the case, so I'm gonna make sure uh, yeah, that...
0: <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, looking at this. It looks like till the '60s. Okay, in the '50s and '60s.
1: The 1950s and '60s. Yeah.
2: I mean, no. you'd be okay.
1: So you had a samurai who was in a suit, you know. He didn't have, like, your, your classic armor from Genghis Khan era, you know?
0: Yeah, you guys really went bad. I mean, I'm sure there okay. were fucking love shacks in
2: Samurai time. I'm just saying. Hold on. Nintendo, Nintendo, um, former Okay, formerly Nintendo Kuranta, uh 1889. That's when they were founded, in 1889. Nintendo? Yeah. Okay eighteen eighty nine um by craftsman and originally produced handmade playing cards and ventured into a different line of business in the nineteen sixties. How the fuck did they stay around for a hundred years before like switching over to video games? Whorehouses. That's how that's the answer. <laughs> it's
1: right. The Kennedys fucking got their money with booze, Nintendo whorehouses, man. It's not all fun and games. You will make their money every now and then. Yeah. Look, you gotta
0: know. get, sometimes you gotta get dirty
2: money to make clean money. That's <laughs> <All> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Happens. And that my friends is your fun fact Friday.
1: All right. Uh, on your first installment of, uh, before you go, cause we're going to have to murder surprise. Second one, just you wait. Uh, but anyway, the first installment comes out of our Friends from Across the Pond in England. Woman, uh, a woman, her name was Amanda Gamo, G O M M O, ended up in the hospital for three days after she woke up from her nap to find her daughter's dog, a Chihuahua, had pooed on her face. So uh, the 51 year old <laughs> Momo3 was snoozing with her mouth open in the dog doo doo accident, causing some to get in her mouth. So she woke up. She barfed, uh-huh. then later on profusely vomited uh weirdly enough, they later on, after they talked about all these medical problems she was having, it was like in the next to last paragraph it says she uh, suffers from like diverticulitis or no uh gastrointestinal infection something like that. so I was like, well that, that you could have done that in the beginning, that may have like uh answered a few of my questions, but yeah, she wound up in the hospital, they had the iV dripper drip uh pun intended uh your thoughts yeah. on and, and then she forgave the chihuahua she said i still love them I, i'm gonna have to watch where i where i uh take a nap uh, from here uh, on out yeah uh so yeah. your thought on let me see if i can get was it i think it might have been bella what the hell's the dog i'm name? sure it was yeah, bella. i'm sure bella. it was
2: a chihuahua named fucking bella bella that's right
1: I, and it pooped it pooped in uh, grandma's mouth
2: alan i'm gonna let you start because i got words uh
0: I mean, what kind of dog was it?
2: Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Fucking dicks.
0: They're the worst kind of dog. Honestly. That's I mean, this just.
1: One. I feel like this is
0: just bad luck, right? Like, I mean, I yeah. fucking, I'm fucking a chihuahua up. Yeah. When I wake up, like, probably, it's probably frowned upon what I would do to that the <laughs> chihuahua pooping on me, but like where was i sleeping was i just on the couch did it get on top of me? there's
1: a lot of questions i yeah. got she was taking a she was taking an afternoon nap in her uh daughter's uh quest what do they call apartments a flat, flat. Uh, on the uh on the couch with the mouth open yeah
2: i don't know man people are in some well i shit. be
1: i listen as a dog owner like I'm I, hypothetically, I I could lay in the dog's motherfucking bed, drunk with my mouth wide the fuck open, snoring. If that motherfucker poops in my mouth. But all dogs go to heaven is going to be the least of this goddamn dog's worry. Ah, Michael, see, I don't I, know. Do... that
0: might be a little far because, like, think about it. if you fell asleep drunk, passed out in my bed with your mouth, I might poop in your mouth. So, mm. like, I feel like if you pass out in a dog's bed, it could poop in your mouth. You probably deserve a little bit of that. But like <laughs> on your on the couch, just be living your human life. That dog had to and it's a mm. Chihuahua, like it's not like it was a fucking like great dane that like took a shit and it just so ha- I just so happened to be under it. Right.
2: Like the Chihuahua had to like get into position. Mm. That's my point. Yeah, like hey, it's new. You ever seen a dog poop? Like they gotta like they gotta do a quick circle. They gotta like, I mean, they gotta get on that weird back arch thing where like the front paws are touching the back paws. Like, there's a lot going on there. I don't like, know, either I got,
1: she's a heavy. I got poop, I got pooped on by the dog we we live with. Where Sarah's dog uh, like, on on my arm? It was laying all across my chest on the IKEA chair, and then yeah, like fucking shot one on my forearm.
0: Yeah, I punched
1: that dog. <laughs> oh, I punched it, and then I went to the. And I was I was dry heaving for like a few seconds. And Sarah was like, "Get over yourself." I was like, "I beg your fucking pardon." Your I dog? Have
0: thre- poop- she'd have the
1: poop thrown at her. Your dog just pooped on my fucking arm. And it's funny. Later on that night, we were telling a buddy of ours, Josh and Joe, uh, <clears throat> and he didn't he didn't catch that it was a dog, and he thought that I pooped on Sarah. And I was like, uh yeah, we wouldn't. We we. I wouldn't be telling you this." story in conjunction with her here, if I had pooped on her, <laughs> we'd be broken up. <laughs> wouldn't, <laughs> it's like wouldn't, wouldn't there would be no coming back from that? So, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not saying I was asleep and the dog pooped in my mouth. S- slightly similar, I guess. I don't know, man. I just, I don't
2: know. I, I, I hope that this story is as cut and dry as it is because I, I know some people are in some weird shit, man. It's like, Pun intended. (laughs) Like, I could just see Grammy being like, oh, Bella. Oh, you got a poopy? A poopy right here. And then she didn't realize the consequences of her fucking sick fetish actions. And (laughs) I, I don't know, man. It just seems odd that a dog has enough time to not. Some got in her mouth. I mean, that's dogs don't really have like bullseye with their shits. My dog's getting old. My dog happens to be a chihuahua. We got to put the puppy pads down every night. We got to put three down in, like, the dining room area and two down in the living room area. And she is good about, like, hitting the pad, but the pad is also two feet by two feet, okay? We're talking about, like, four square feet here of a landing pad, and sometimes she misses. So the fact that this dog was able to hit a bullseye, I don't know. Grammy just seems like she might be into some kinky fucking weird... Shit! If you're asking me,
1: Crohn's disease is what, it, is what it was. Is what she suffers from now. Okay, like I that that may be a weird, you know. That's in, that's inconsequential. Like because no, you fucking
2: dry heaved because there was shit in your mouth. Period. Full yeah. stop. End of story. You dry heaved because the dog shit on your fucking arm. Yes. Imagine if it made its way onto your fucking tongue. <laughs> that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So maybe it was innocent. I kind of thought at first blush that you know, you know, Grammy might be. Look, man, old ladies, you know, they get a little dried up. They they need a little something to grease the wheels a little (laughs) bit. You know what I'm saying?
1: You think uh, old uh, Grammy Gamo got into uh, some dog poop fetishes, huh?
2: potentially i mean there is a video one of the most shared videos of all time and right. two girls one cup and uh, not a lot of that poop makes it to a cup
1: alan according to uh my sources the movie version of this the producer wants cheech marin to be the voice of the uh of the chihuahua your thoughts
0: i mean that makes perfect sense <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: mexican americans
0: <laughs> just, he just sings that song as a little chihuahua yeah and-
1: to go. Or they were gonna get the guy who did the voice for was it the Taco Bell, the Keto Taco Bell remember? Yeah. Right.
0: It's either, it, I think it's either it's either Cheech or Luis Guzmán. You really <laughs> gotta go all out. You know <laughs> you, you gotta get a high end Latino actor.
2: You inadvertently brought something up that I never really thought about. Luis Guzmán that no that that character, that Chihuahua, that Keto Taco Bell mm-hmm. like that was if we want to do the math First casualty of cancel culture. Was it? Yeah. They deemed that culturally insensitive and pulled the ad campaign from the market. That could be the first canceled character in the history of cancel culture. Was it pulled because of
1: stereotypes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, that seems weird, right? It's a Mexican dog about a Mexican, well, Tex-Mex restaurant (laughs) you're really giving them you're
2: really you're really giving them some fucking a long leash there if you will (laughs) voiced
0: by a fucking mexican guy
2: yeah Yeah, that guy made think about that like they they stole money out of that mexican man's mouth he was uh, he was doing just fine fucking like doing that accent fucking talking for a dog that guy did just fine
0: for himself either way
2: made tens
1: of thousands of dollars and then, you know, he went to sleep and his dog pooped in his mouth. <laughs> and he <it> tasted <laughs> just
2: like Taco Bell.
1: That guy,
0: that guy, I'm pretty sure that's the one, that's the guy fucking uh, from Reno 911. It's Carlos uh, Alazraki or whatever. He's fucking the voice of literally like a million different things. Mm. I don't know how, how he lost that gig. That kind of, it's kind of whack. He's Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, mm. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, just put that in your in your pipe. And all the
1: best to Amanda Gamo. I hope uh, you're, I don't know, she still loves Bella, and the 51-year-old seems to be okay. Uh, but goddamn, that's disgusting, and she says she still loves him. Whether or not that's to be the case, we'll do a follow-up story to see if she hasn't fucking... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that shit is gross.
1: <laughs> yeah, Randy savaged it. Um, so, Alan, our uh, surprise two-part before you go.
0: Yeah. So it's a little bit uh, of sad news, unfortunately. I'm glad to break this news to you, to you, Mer. Um, but only because I know how stellar we are at our immemoriums. Uh The late, great rapper Coolio has left this earth at the age of 59. Uh, his his manager announced today, Coolio. That's right. What? Gangster's Paradise. Um,
1: Fantastic Voyage. Yeah.
0: Gangster's Paradise, uh, <laughs> that song from the movie with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, I think it's Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> slide,
1: slide, slide, slippity slide. slide, 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 slide. Yeah. Yeah. Got something brand new for that ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah she has yeah. a really good song with uh, Rods. He was on the uh, Space Jam uh, <clears throat> soundtrack with Method Man, Busta, LL, Be Real. Yeah. What's that? The high hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. How did
2: I miss this? I usually, I, I'm usually straight up up to date on this bullshit. You know, just
0: told, he just told me like in the last break. Yeah. Uh, Coolio, whose name was, real name was artist Leon Ivy Jr., born August 1st, 1963.
1: Grew mm. up in Compton. Coolio Hart. Didn't he have like after Fantastic Voyage, he had that song that was kind of like, uh, like a little melodramatic, slower? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I
0: don't, I don't really know. I don't really know a whole lot of Coolio bangers besides Gangster's Paradise and the theme song to Keenan and Kel.
1: Now, do you, you, know, uh, you know Fantastic Voyage. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's along. true. I do know that. Hold on. Uh, I'm, I'm going to dig this one up. Well, and if you think back to
0: it, man, Snick, like Saturday Night Nick, they had top class, like, top class fucking theme songs. They had Coolio for Keenan and Kel. I think
2: they had TLC do all that. Yeah, There was a time where the intro to a show was, like, paramount to the show's success.
0: That's true.
1: Hold on. We got it. No, I don't have it. You son of a bitch. Oh, well,
2: Coolio. Well, the thing about Coolio... (laughs) (laughs) The thing that will live in infamy as far as his reputation is concerned is his lack of a sense of humor when it came to Weird Al Yankovic because Weird Al did the fucking Amish Paradise and like Coolio fucking took umbrage with that and it's like dude he's going to make your song go platinum again by making a funny song about it let it ride Holmes let it ride yeah Andy Andy never gave up those uh those, those cornrows. I remember in his latter years. I think he was on like like one of those like uh, VH1 like celebrity house shows or whatever. Can I, can I share my screen? Uh, yeah.
1: By the way, the song I was thinking of is called "I Remember." Wow, you <laughs> don't. You don't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no.
2: But he let. I just remember. He, 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 even even once he lost all of his hair, he still let the side hair like grow out. And he had like these fucking antennae. There he is. That's <laughs> amazing. It's
0: like, I'm fucking old now. Look at this. Look at this tattoo I have on my head.
1: It's just like he smoked so much weed, it burnt a fucking race trip down the middle. Yeah, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, God. He died young? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, well, no. I, what did he say? 58? 59. That's fairly young. Young-ish. Young ish. Young these days, yeah yeah so you know rest in rest, peace rest in peace cool yeah. rest in peace your little coolio heart right yeah we'll, we'll we'll bang we'll bang the three or four songs that we know tomorrow on our way to work
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i uh, I'll, I'll still have like 10 more songs to play to get there but i'll play those two songs
1: i, I will send you one he's got a good song with rask Raskaz. i don't know if you know that right. rapper
0: yeah, send me that shit. All right. It's send, me all the, send, me, send us all your coolia stuff. <laughs>
1: I'll send you my entire album collection. Uh, Alan, tell the uh, little fellers and all the little federal retts uh, and all the canceled chihuahua dog voiceovers where you can find the middle class holes.
0: Oh, you can find us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL class holes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok, And of course, for your listening pleasures, please check us out on Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, and last but not least, please email us. I don't think we, we could probably just close the email box down now, right? Yeah. it's pretty like, much done. Nobody emails us at tickle our tummies at gmail.com. I think maybe they're turned off by the, the email.
1: Well, Hey, we're going to put out a poll. Um, we're going to figure out what the better Floyd Mayweather theme Entrance would have been And they're going to email us God damn it Yeah yeah,
2: That'd be good That's a recipe for
1: success (laughs) (laughs) Poop in my mouth Add a little cumin Let's get it a
0: here Like I wish a boxer would come out To like the blues clues theme song You know what I mean Like something very Like inconspicuous (laughs)
1: Like the the, uh, Crank Yankers theme Yeah Yeah There you go Come on Come on Cause we're having a ball.
0: Yeah, just that, and then fun. just what we just walking out like.
1: Yeah. I'm ready to fuck someone up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> a boxing. Yeah, that's right. All right, folks, we'll see you next week. Uh, don't know what we have on the horizon. Something. But we'll...
0: Might get washed away in a hurricane.
1: That's right. right. Yeah, hey, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, safe, safety, and my, my thoughts with anyone down the area.